to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 236 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the professor, Brandon Crowd, and this week's show is brought to you by Manscaped. Yes, very excited to have the Manscaped guys back, and I will get to their read here in just a couple minutes. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Oh, added a new winner to the win list. Can't wait to talk about that in a little bit. Guys, I got to tell you, Live Traffic Nation, this weekend was so chill. Didn't do a damn thing. Uh, Lindsay was out of town. I ordered some carryout. I couldn't smoke any meat as we're getting our deck redone, so everything had to get pulled off that this weekend. Uh, I have absolutely zero stories for you guys. Uh, like, lame-ass was me this whole weekend. Uh, I was going to try to go golfing this weekend after last weekend's crazy round, but the weather uh, is back to teasing us like it was uh, snowing today. Yeah, uh, which Newdorf, I'm sure, is going to love and, and, you know, poke fun at me appropriately i'm sure when he's on a little bit uh so hopefully i'll have a little bit more entertaining weekend for you guys next week uh so no long drawn out stories there hope you guys enjoyed last week's two shows tuesday show with brett moffett and then thursday the bonus show with dustin albino uh had a great time talking some nascar we talked martinsville and of course, we talked some WrestleMania. So uh, if you're itching for some uh, NASCAR guys to talk wrestling, uh, go check out Thursday's bonus show. Um, Lap Traffic Nation, coming up tonight, I am so excited because I am adding to the list of MRN alums that are on the show. So excited. Going to have Mike Bagley on here in just a minute. Uh, we'll recap Richmond and got some social media shout outs. Newdorf will have the weather. Lucky dog lap down. And where is the professor in the lap traffic standings? Uh, the answer may surprise you. So you'll just have to stick around to the end as well. Uh, but before we get the bag man on, uh, Live Traffic Nation, flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and if you're in Michigan, the snow is falling, uh, and thanks to our sponsors at Manscaped, uh, you can trim your hole safely and efficiently this summer. Yes, I'm talking about ball trimmers, uh, the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for Lapped Traffic Nation. Use code LAPPED, L-A-P-P-E-D, get 20% off, plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They're here to make sure you are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. I got to tell you guys, they sent some new products over. Uh, they sent the nose trimmer. They sent the cologne. The products are just top notch. I'm telling you guys, go check it out. Uh, there are so many awesome products. They've got the weed whacker. Uh, they've got the, like I said, the nose trimmer. They've got the ball toner. It is great quality products. Go to manscaped.com and use code LAPPED, L-A-P-P-E-D at checkout. Get 20% off and free shipping. Uh, do yourself a little favor. Uh, the, the significant other in your life will thank you. Or if you don't have the significant other, this may help you get to get one. So there's that. Okay. Uh, thanks to Manscaped for coming back. That's for sure. All right. Let's kick things off. Let's get Mike Bagley 
on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his Lap Traffic debut, joining a long list of guys from MRN to be on the show. He's got one of the most iconic voices, gives me goosebumps when I hear it. You know him when he drops the call, or when he gets the call from Jeff Striegel. You can hear him on Sirius on NASCAR. It's the legendary Mike Bagley. Mike, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, man, what's going on? Glad to be a part of the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, thank you so much for uh, for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to talking to you. Um, you know, huge shout out to Jeff Striegel. Uh, and I feel bad for Jeff sometimes, Mike, because uh, I reached out to him one day and I was like, hey, man, you know, we're both from Michigan. I got this podcast thing going on. I'd love to have you on. And, and that's turned into 20 appearances from him. And uh, uh, he's gotten Woody Kane, Alex Hayden, and now you on the show, which is awesome, man. So I'm really looking forward to this Striggy's an awesome guy and uh he's a great friend talented broadcaster he speaks highly of you and your podcast so i'm a i'm happy to be a part of the fun here well thank you man i appreciate that listen uh since it is your first time on the show you know give everyone and and the listeners the 411 on uh, on your background a little bit getting into <laughs> racing and and finding your way over to mrn well, I started broadcasting back when I was in high school. I used to be the uh, I used to be the seven to midnight DJ when I was a senior in high school in Milford, Delaware. We used to be an MRN affiliate way back in the day. That's how I got turned on to MRN. I just wrote a letter saying, "Hey, is there anything I can do to help you guys out when you come to the racetrack?" And they're like, "Actually, yeah, let us know." And and I started as a gopher and as a runner, and um, eventually worked my way into PA announcing and. One day they asked me to be a part of the broadcast. That was the 1992 Phase 150 at Watkins Glen for what was then the NASCAR Bush Series. And I guess I did something right because they've been having me back ever since. It's been, you know, <laughs> almost 30 years. So um, it man, was. You still uh, remember the sponsor of that race, man. <laughs> That's I <so> do. Cool. <laughs> I do. I remember that race. <clears throat> I was scared to death that day because, you know, you. You hear MRN and, you know, you got all these legendary voices and I grew up listening to MRN and then now I'm sharing the microphone with some of these guys. It was very intimidating, very fun and also very rewarding all at the same time. That's so cool. That's awesome. Um, all right, Mike. So the 2021 NASCAR season, it's it's had some shock and awe moments. We're just into April. Uh, in the truck series, we've seen John Hunter Nemechek dominate. Uh, we maybe expected to see some more wins from Austin Sindrick in the Xfinity series. We've had some surprises there. And, of course, in the Cup series, we've had eight different winners through nine races with big names out there like Chase, Kyle, Kevin, and Brad all still searching for a win. What's your general thoughts on what we've had so far in the 2021 season? Well, I think that we're getting what we're not expecting. Remember, 10 races in this time last year, it was the Kevin Harvick-Denny Hamlin show. Yeah. Now, granted, we were in the COVID shutdown last year, so we never got back to racing until mid-May. But as far as like number of races in, we were already starting to see that Kevin Harvick-Denny Hamlin with an inner sprinkling of like a William Byron or a Chase Elliott or a Joey Logano or a Brad Keselowski. Well, eight of those drivers that scored wins last year haven't won so far this year and i don't think that a lot of folks had us down for as many first time winners of the season as we've had and we've had three first time cup winners so i think that when you look at what we're getting it's unexpected refreshing but also very aggravating because race fans are like hey when i do my fantasy team i can count <laughs> on this one to perform or hey if i'm going to do a pick for this weekend i can count on that one we're getting a little bit of everything and we're getting other drivers that are factoring in to the storylines like your Kyle Larson's, your Christopher Bell's, your William Byron's. You're getting a little bit of everything 
And I think it's taken a lot of people by surprise and maybe put them out of their comfort zone just a tad. I know it's done me. I don't know which way to go on my fantasy teams every Friday when I do them. But uh, it's refreshing. It's fun because you just don't know what you're going to get each and every week. Oh, I'm with you there. Uh, you mentioned a couple names there, uh, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell. Um, you know, you, you personally, Mike, are, are, are you surprised in terms of what Kyle Larson was able to do? You know, I mean, we all know he could he could run a race. Um, you know, he didn't forget over the summer when he was running everything under the sun and winning in everything under the sun. Um, you know, did you think there might have been at least a little bit of a of a lag uh we're not seeing that out of him i did i did not expect for him to be as competitive as he has been so far in the season and he handled it perfectly because he came into the season soft pedaling it well i've got to get reacclimated to a stock car well you know i'm not going on these mile and a half in a while and he kind of downplayed it going in and let the performance speak for itself because I was one of those people that I always wondered when he was at Ganassi before he had his problems last year, I was one of those that I always asked the question, is it, is it the Ganassi equipment or is it Kyle? Could he be winning more? Could he be having more success? Is it the equipment that's holding him back? Is he having a hard time fitting in? Is, are there chemistry issues? I had more questions than what I had answers for, because quite frankly, I thought Kyle Larson with his talents, should have done a whole lot more winning. So he comes into 2021, and it doesn't take him long before he's winning. He's running up front, and he's that consistent presence. Obviously, this past weekend's race at Richmond notwithstanding, he has been um, a force to be reckoned with, and I think it's great for him. I think he gives us great play outside of NASCAR. Uh, he'll be running in the World of Outlaws this weekend at Talladega. Um, he ran the All-Star uh, Circuit of Champions this past week. He won there at Williams Grove. So he can he's going to these... These homegrown racetracks doing different forms of racing, carrying NASCAR with him there. But I think when he comes back to NASCAR, he also brings some recognition to those grassroots efforts that he's involved in. I think that's a win-win. But I, I like seeing Kyle Larson run well. I've always thought he was a tremendously talented race car driver. And now it's starting to to come to the surface and starting to be evident um, at the top level of NASCAR here in the Cup Series with Hendrick Motorsports. I am with you 100% there for sure. Uh, you mentioned R Richmond this weekend. Uh, you know, Cup race, maybe not the biggest barn burner of excitement, but, uh, you know, it definitely provided that old-school-style race, only a handful of guys on the lead lap. You know, was it going to be Denny? Was it going to be Martin Turex? Nope. It's a late-race caution that racked him up again uh, and let some new rubber and Alex Bowman get the job done. What did you think when, when you saw Bowman slowly starting to charge through late in that uh, third stage? I wasn't expecting it. I'll tell you that. Um, I, 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 I saw him kind of hovering there. And then as we went on, you know, it's like, you know, he's in the top 10, he's hanging around there. And then did that late race surge. And then I don't know what Greg Ives did to that car because when he launched on the final restart, it's like, okay, he's hanging there. He's hanging there. Wait a minute. He's getting up alongside Logano. Wait a minute. He's going after the lead. Wait, there's side by side for the lead. And then he took the lead and then started pulling away. And I was, I remember listening and watching, asking myself, where did that come from? Because <laughs> I hadn't saw a lot of that um, during the race. And then at the end, I mean, I thought that that was Denny Hamlin's race. Sure. I thought it was also Truex's race until he had the late race penalty. But then all of a sudden, Alex Bowman comes from out of nowhere. And that goes to what we said a moment ago about, Getting the unexpected. I didn't expect Alex Bowman to win that race, 
not going to turn it down. I think that's great for you know the 48 to get that back in victory lane. It's been almost four years, and it's ironic that he scores the win and the 48 takes the 48 back to victory lane while the 48 for Jimmy Johnson made its inaugural run in the IndyCar Series at Barber in Alabama over the weekend. I thought it was a cool weekend, but it's something I definitely did not have on my radar going into that race. Oh, I'm with you there for sure. Uh, let's switch back over to the to the MRN, the broadcast side here for a minute. Uh, talk a little bit about the, you know, um, you know what what uh, race weekends like for you? Maybe pre-COVID and now during COVID, you know, the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. You know, what's it like getting to the track, getting warmed up, getting ready and, and all that good stuff? Well, pre-COVID, uh, I live here in South Florida. So, you know, it's, you know, get on the plane and, you know, you do your connections, you get on the ground, you meet up with the guys, you know, you go play a little golden tea golf, you yes, have a little dinner yes. <laughs> off to the racetrack and, uh, you know, practice qualifying. We'd have practice shows and qualifying shows. And it was a full slate of a racing weekend. You do your races, hop on the plane, come back home. But when COVID hit, of course, you know, we're in the bubble now and we're not practicing. We're not qualifying. We are obviously at eight races, eight race, eight, eight race weekends this year, but it's totally different. We don't, we're not going into the garage, you know, where the garage is off limits for us. It's, you have to be removed from people yep. at racetracks before COVID. You know, we would go out and visit with race fans, do hospitality appearances with drivers and do Q and A's and all that stuff. And there's been none of that because obviously we've gone from having no fans to now slowly starting to come back with fans at virtually everywhere we're going. So there still is that barrier of being in contact with the race fans. I love sitting down with race fans and, and doing Q and A's and having fan participation and just do, do a little bench racing with, with race fans before we go in the air. And I've missed that. I hope we can get back to that. Sure. But now it's basically, you know, you fly out, you go in, you you do the race. We we arrive at not the last minute. We're there a couple of hours out, but normally we were there four or five hours on a race day before. But we go and we are fairly quarantined. We go out to our positions. We do the race and we come back and hop in the car and either go back to the hotel or go back to the airport. It's the human contact and the schedule change with not being as active. That's the big difference now post COVID or I guess, you know, in the middle of COVID than it was before this COVID situation broke loose after the fourth race last year. Sure, man. Yeah. I, I, it's rough. Uh, I, you know, I, I only got to the one race. Yes. Last year, MIS. And it was like, I mean, I've never had such close parking. I parked literally right next to the elevator. <laughs> well, you know, got up, but it was, you know, sit in the press box and, and that's it, which is cool. Cause that's still a new thing for me. And, you know, with all that, with the show, but you know, not being able to walk around the garage and, and see people and interact with people and the tweet ups and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, uh, you know, I was talking with, uh, the orange cone a couple weeks ago. It's, it's definitely something that the sport, uh, can't wait to get back that's for sure well and i also feel for the racetracks too because obviously tv plays an important part of what we do and tv obviously has a lot of money that they put into the sport which is helping the tracks but there also is that important contingent of getting fans to the tracks and obviously getting them back in the grandstands they've been they've been suffering on the on the upper levels and even on the ground level of the sport, you know, the grassroots tracks, they're having a hard time. Some are just fighting to hang on. And I'm hoping that once we get past this, we can get more fans back. I don't know what normalcy is. I don't know if we'll be back to 
being elbow to elbow with fans in the stands. I'm hoping at some point we can get back to that, but get as many back as we possibly can, get shots in arms, do whatever we need to do to get back to what we love, and that's watching NASCAR racing with our friends and our families. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's uh, hop back over to the racing side here. Um, let's talk about SHR for a minute here. Um, you know, it may not be reflecting on the finishing results this week, but the four was having a one of his most solid runs since the very start of the season. Uh, the 10 was having a decent run going. Um, was this just a fluke weekend for them, or do you think they're starting to actually dial some things in here? That's hard to tell. I'm going to need to see more of their body of work. Uh, you know, normally it's Kevin Harvick that's having the most success. All of them are struggling at SHR. And that goes back to what Rodney Childers told us about, you know, the new inspection process with the wheel well. Uh, Rodney said 70 counts of downforce were taken away with this new inspection process. They had to redo some things. And he said the arrow balance was thrown off on the car. And that's what they're struggling to get back. Um, if you give Kevin Harvick a good car, you get it dialed in, he can do damage still at the age of 45. He's still the man. I'll take Kevin Harvick at 45 over some of these youngins at 20 any day. Sure. He's got that experience. He's got that wealth of knowledge. But this past weekend, you know, he cuts a right rear tire, backs it in the fence, and then it was Eric Almarola who cracked the top 10 for the first time this year. Not saying that it was his turn. But I do think that they did something right with those unique conditions that we had. A day race, tires that were giving up, not necessarily putting the rubber in the track, but fading pretty quickly, pitch strategy and the like. I thought they had a great day. I think that was their best day of the year. Now, take that and build forward. Now, this weekend at Talladega, you know, if you can come out of there with a top 10 finish and a race car in one piece, that's going to be a miracle for a lot of folks, and that's going to be that's going to be a surprise for a lot of folks. But what about the following weekend at Kansas? What about at Darlington? What about at Dover before you get to Coda on the road course? String together, you know, two or three weekends of good racing and good finishing positions, and and just all of a sudden put together a complete race. Then we got something to talk about. I will. I will err on the side of optimism and say perhaps maybe that's a step in that direction. But I think that they need to put together maybe two, three, four more good weekends before we can say, hey, SHR has got their arms around this thing. You know, is it is it as bad as it looks? I think it is because of all the winning that Kevin did last year and obviously Cole Custer going to victory lane. But it just seems like, you know, everybody's gotten better and SHR is having challenges, which I think makes it look worse than what it actually is. But let's get some consistency. Let's get some more good runs going in the SHR camp because you got their Ford counterparts and Team Penske that's getting the job done. But then again, you've also got Roush Fenway that's been struggling with that, but they've been struggling for years. So they've got work to do. I think they can get it done. I think they will win races, but it may take them a a little bit of time to get there. Sure. No, I hear you there. hundred percent. You know, for me, uh, the, the, the big one that I've got circled is Kansas, right? Because, you know, we saw what happened last fall, you know, the last 50, 60 laps at Kansas, Kevin Harvick followed Joey Logano around a half second, you know, three car lengths back, just could never get it done. And that ended up being the, the factor that, you know, prevented Kevin Harvick from getting to the final four there. So I'm, I'm sure Kevin Harvick's got Kansas circled. At least I do uh, as, as a, a track to see what, 
what happens after here after Talladega for sure. Um, we are headed to Talladega this weekend. You know, we saw what Michael McDowell was able to do at Daytona. Talladega has been the Penske show the last five, six years. Uh, do we get more Team Penske or do we uh, continue with the surprises this year? Well, that is if you can survive the thing. Yeah. First of all, you've got to survive. Um, going to Talladega, that's like, to me, throwing a dart against a dartboard. It's like you don't know what you're going to get. You're going to have the same cast of characters up front. So you're going to have Logano. You're going to have Keselowski. You're going to have Hamlin. Uh, you're probably going to have Truex. You're going to have Kyle Busch. You're going to have William Byron. You're going to have Chase Elliott. I mean, you're going to have about a dozen guys up there. Question is, can you survive? That's going to be the big thing. If you can survive all that, my money's on Denny Hamlin. He is the Pied Piper of super speedway races. If you look, this goes back, gosh, maybe about, I don't know, 10 years. I'll tell you, it goes back to the whole um, uh, love bug racing or the tandem racing that we yes. were doing. Yeah, yeah. He he could push guys and, and, and he could get guys going and, you know, he'd get behind somebody, shove them out to the lead. Even after we got away from that, Denny has this way of sniffing out the draft and, and putting his car in a position to where he can capitalize. But I think lately, a lot of drivers are onto that and are not willing to go with him. We saw that in the 500 there for a while where he would, he would go and step out and try to go and nobody would go with him. And they're like, okay, you know what? If we get him in the back, that gives us a better shot. Sure. So it's all about, do I want to go with him and get myself to the front and maybe ride that train for a little bit. But then when I get in there, box him out, block him out, and drop him back so I can take advantage of what he's just done for me. We see a lot of that at Talladega. You're going to see a lot of manufacturer racing. Chevys are going to be lined up. Fords are going to be lined up. Toyota's going to need all the help they can get. But with what they have on the track as far as Toyota, they got some pretty potent hitters there as well. I think it's a free-for-all. I'm not saying we're going to have a Michael McDowell-type victory where somebody from somebody from out of the blue is going to win the race. But depending on how it plays out, you're either going to have a non-surprise in like a Hamlin or a Logano, or you're going to have somebody that you weren't even expecting, like a Matt Benedetto maybe could, could go up in there or, or someone else like that and give us another first-time winner. I think we're across the board. I'm looking forward to it. I love, love racing at Talladega. Love it. And I can't wait to get there this weekend. Oh, I love it, man. I think that's a great way to wrap this thing out. Uh, Mike, tell everybody where they can follow you on social media. I am on Twitter uh, at the Mike Bagley. I'm, I'm heavy there. Um, I need to do a better job getting on Instagram. Problem is, it's easier to type. I'm not a good picture taker. So I know that you have a lot of these Instagram people that take these pictures, get those nice fancy right. filters on there. <laughs> I don't have the patience or the time for that. So I'll just take a quick snapshot, throw it up on Twitter at the Mike Bagley. B A G. L-E-Y. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. I, that is like, I make my, I'll make one post a week about the show on Instagram and then I'm right back over to Twitter. So <laughs> I feel you there 100%. Lap Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Mike Bagley from MRN for calling in. Mike, this was so much fun. I look forward to getting you back on the show uh, some point down the road, man. Thank you so much for the time. It's great to spend some time with you. Can't wait for the next time. All right, brother. We'll talk to you later. Take care, bud.
Oh, Laugh Traffic Nation, how cool is the Bagman? Yes, absolutely enjoy talking to him. Cannot wait to get him back on. Um, let's let's press on. Uh, let's talk about some racing this past weekend at Richmond. I mean, overall, right, like I kind of alluded to it with Bagley, you know, uh, wasn't a barn burner, uh, nothing, you know, too crazy. Um, you know, in fact, if it wasn't for that late caution that allowed Bowman to uh, get up there and, and you know, reset the clock if you will in terms of how far back he was to go have a shot at this i mean it it probably gets a lot even worse reception right um but anyways let's talk a little trucks here john hunter nemechek man telling you you know he had a bad outing at bristol there uh has a baby and then boom goes back to victory lane um you know you you go back to uh cj wolliver and and my uh, truck show we did back in february we were talking about john hunter nemechek you know and it's not to say like you know we were you know uh talking about stuff that wasn't out there on a a radar perspective but you know this is somebody that a lot of people were talking about in terms of oh you know he's taking a demotion um putting trophies in the trophy room isn't uh, a demotion as far as I'm concerned when it's uh, talking about going out there and going to probably be competing for a championship. Uh, this is twice now uh, in the same season that he's held off the boss man, Kyle Bush behind him in a truck. Uh, and that's something that just really doesn't happen too often. Right. And and that's what did happen. Uh, you got to give some props to Tyler Ankrum. You know, Tyler Ankrum a couple years ago, you know, had that win, got into the playoffs, uh, made the move over to GMS, you know, thought we'd get a little bit of an uptick in terms of, of production uh, really wasn't there last year, but Hey, you know, I, I, if memory serves correctly, he used some pit strategy uh, to, to get up there at, at the end of this thing and picked up a third place finish, which is, I mean, hey, you finish right behind Kyle Busch uh, and ahead of another KBM guy in Chandler Smith. So uh, that ain't a bad day when the lone Chevy in the top five is Tyler Ankrum, right? Because I sure wouldn't have picked if you would have told me going in the race, hey, there's only going to be one Chevy that finishes in the top five. Who's it going to be? Tyler Ankrum wasn't going to be on my list. I love Tyler Ankrum. Great guy, cool kid. Been on the show a couple times, but that's not who I would have had for my top five uh, Chevy truck finishers up there. So, um, you know, Sauter, hey, finally starting to maybe turn some things around here a little bit. Uh, we had Grant Enfinger out there who led most of this thing. Well, second, right? I mean, John Hunter did lead the most laps, but, you know, Grant having a great show on top 10 finish. Uh, still bitter over the fact that he's not competing full time and going out there to try to get back to the final four and, and close out what he started last year that's okay i'm sure things will come around uh but what i want to do is i want to talk about the standings for the truck series and i feel it's it's necessary because in the grand scheme of things there are only nine truck races to go before the playoffs are set in the truck series and that's not a lot we're into the single digits already and it's only april uh obviously a, a shorter season compared to the xfinity and cup out there but like i said uh, i want to take a look at things real quick because what we have going on here 
is something like what we've had in the Xfinity Series and Cup Series over the last couple of years. I mean, we've got two guys with the bulk of the playoff points, and then it's a pretty even playing field. And if things stay like this for the next nine races, um, it really will be anybody's game because you're not going to have that playoff point differential. I mean, you'll you'll get your playoff points awarded based on your final seedings after the ninth race, uh, but that still will keep things pretty equal. Uh, uh, you know, all things considering, you know, like I said, we got John Hunter with 16, Ben Rhodes with 10. Uh, you got Grant Enfinger, who's not, he's in seventh, but he's not even going to be really competing from the playoff perspective. Uh, and you got Raphael Lasser down in 14th with two playoff points, who's not even going to, he's he's outside of it at the moment. And you've got some pretty close standings. You got Johnny Sauter in 10th with 141. Uh, you got Carson right below him, 139. That's only two points. Chandler Smith in 12th. You've got to expect to think he's going to try to make up 12, 13 points to get up there. So playoff picture is, is a little shaky at the moment just because of the fact that we don't have a whole lot of playoff points out there so if you can make up a couple points in the standings it's not like we're having a cutoff battle here with 10 truck drivers getting the win at the moment so um I say all that to say there's only nine races. That's not a lot. Uh, and if John Hunter continues to go out and do John Hunter things and Ben Rhodes does Ben Rhodes things, and we got to expect Sheldon Creed to do some things, you know. So, all right, maybe three, four, or five winners. You know, Matt Crafton's still without a win. Uh, Friesen's without a win. Sauter without a win. Um, I'm excited about what's going to happen in the truck series over the next couple weeks. All right. Well, the truck series has a little bit of a break. They won't be back until May 1st at Kansas. Uh, Xfinity was off this past weekend. They will be back at it this weekend at Talladega along with the Cup Series. And let's talk about the Cup Series a little bit. You heard the Bagman and I talk a little bit about it at the start of the show here. You know, Alex Bowman picking up the win. Um, you know, who would have thought our defending champ who was on a roll, Chase Elliott, be the guy from HMS still without a win. And all three other HMS guys have picked up the victory. Uh, I, I would say that that's encouraging, right? Because Chase is going to get one. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been saying it for a couple weeks now. Like, I would have been so wrong if I had to guess the order of each team's, you know, winner this year. You know, like Penske. I would have gone Brad, Joey, Blaney. It, it's the exact opposite. We're still waiting on Brad to get the win. Uh, if I had to go for HMS, it probably would have been uh, Chase, Bowman, Larson, Byron, Tide, depending on how that was going to all work out exact opposite there and who would have thought we'd still be waiting for Kevin Harvick to get a victory here so uh, crazy things you know we talked about Kevin Harvick a little bit ago in terms of how he was he was showing some signs of brilliance not up there competing for the lead or anything like that but you know expectations got to get dialed in and a little bit more uh, of a reality perspective here all right not going to be up there competing for wins he's struggling for top 10s top 15s so when that top five days out there okay recognize that as being you know a, a decent day for the guy and you know that blown tire you know set them back a little bit 
nonetheless had a good day. If they wreck out at Talladega, you know, you got to put the asterisks there and just go, hey, anomaly, it's Talladega. Let's see what happens at Kansas. Uh, you know, Matt Benedetto had a really good showing. Top 10 was up there. Top five or six towards the end as well. Uh, Austin Dillon, top 10. Little unexpected, you know. Um, we had a couple guys out there that I really wasn't expecting to see out there competing uh, for a win or even a top five, top 10. You know, this thing stays green. Is it going to be Denny Hamlet? Is it going to be Martin Truex Jr.? Uh, I expected to see Chase Elliott in the mix a little stronger than what I did. He really wasn't even in the top 10 at all. Um, you know, Keselowski, he had to come back, I believe, from a, a, a penalty there at the start. You know, so a couple guys that I expected to be up there weren't uh and you had some guys take advantage of that christopher bell uh you know kind of shocked us all when he picked up the win at the road course and then just kind of has drifted off a little bit starting to hear his name a little bit more you know i think it was just a matter of time before christopher bell started racking off some top tens there you know um all in all you know it was an old school style race which is what everybody claims they want right you know we only want five guys finishing on the uh on the lead lap well well, you know, we didn't get that. We would have gotten that. What do we have? 20 some plus guys take the wave around there on that last caution. You know, if that wasn't the case, we're only talking about eight, nine guys finishing on the lead lap, you know. So it, it was definitely that old school style race. Um, you know, hey, I, I, can get, I can get behind those every once in a while. I can get behind a fuel mileage race, you know, like. Pins and needles, you know, who's got that last drop of fuel that's going to carry them back around through the victory lap? You know, so many different styles of racing that we can get at any track, whether it be Michigan, whether it be Richmond, whether it be Martinsville. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, was it, like I said, was it the best race in the world? No. Was it tolerable? Yeah. Was it fun to watch cars on a track? Yeah. So <laughs> I digress with all that. Uh, you know, I, since I talked about the standings a little bit with the trucks, why not with Cup? You know, obviously, Denny Hamlin up there, Truex up there, Logano up there. Uh, playoff points are a little bit more evenly dispersed, which is kind of nice. One, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve teams with playoff points, and, and we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine with that are within five and six playoff points of each other. Uh, you know, you got Michael McDowell, 17th, finally fell out of that top 16. You know, we got Chris Busher in 16th. Right now, we reset. Uh, Busher's out, McDowell's in. You know, so can McDowell maybe go out there this weekend and pick up some extra points? You know, I have got to think with that win – at Daytona that the the 34 car and that team is going to be so focused on going out there and trying to repeat you know uh Ford f put some money behind those guys you know they were up there pretty strong you know we we knew that once we started filtering through some of these tracks that those guys were just going to slowly start to slip a little bit they're not Penske you know and and that's that's fine we know that right so there is some reality but it's also a matter of knowing that these guys more than likely are going to hit that playoff spot unless we get 17 different winners, which unbelievable, right? Come on. Um, you know, Stenhouse is up there in 14th. Austin Dillon in 12th. You know, Austin Dillon made the playoffs last year. Um, you know, Matt Benedetto made the playoffs last year. He's sitting there in 18th. You know, I think we all kind of had some higher hopes the second year with uh, – 
with with the 21 team you know he wasn't having to refight for a ride he knew he was coming back it's not a new you know team change and having to get used to things it's it's sophomore year uh you know i i hoped to have i was really hoping to see some better things out of that team not to say they can't turn it around um you know then you got guys like bagley and i were talking about with kyle larson you know who you know we knew he could drive a car, but how quickly was he going to relearn and, and adapt to driving that stock car? And the answer is real freaking quick. That's that's what that is there. You know, so, you know, it's it's, you know, nine races in. We, we, we got a lot more regular season left in Cup Series than we do in the Truck Series. But, hey, why not talk about it? It was fun. Okay. All right. That is going to do it for the Cup Talk. Let's get to a little lap traffic social media. Oh, Lap Traffic Nation, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lap Traffic Podcast, YouTube, The Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. Subscribe, download, leave a review, go tell your friends, listen to the show wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. The giveaway, less than 125 followers away from giving away the Clint Boyer diecast and some Lap Traffic swag, inching closer and closer. And speaking of new followers, Followers. Gary at Gary7247 NASCAR fan from Pennsylvania. AD3 fan at Waddle3Cody. Uh, Austin Dillon fan and Peak Squad member. Hell yeah. Uh, Talladega Nathan at NathanRXCING9. Chase Elliott and Gordon fan. And Mika at MikaBoo3178, a Newman and NASCAR fan from Utah. Welcome to the show, guys. Go tell your friends to give a follow as well. You guys want a uh, stickers, koozies, I'll send those for free. All you got to do is visit the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, fill out the contact page, and I will send them out to you for free. All right, let's keep things rolling. Let's get Mr. Brian Newdorf on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. It's Mr. Brian Newdorf, sir. Good evening from a snowy Metro Detroit. How are you? Oh, the weather outside is frightening. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. You know, when when they said it was going to snow up here, I'm just like, no, no, I can't. And, of course, it was going to line up with the week that you were on. And if Lab Traffic Nation, if you, you recall, a couple weeks ago, it snowed on opening day. And I said, of course, it was going to snow. I knew it would because I jinxed myself back in March after a couple oh, oh, 75 I, I wish we could go back days. and but I I will find the tweet and I will share it. No, no, no. On opening day, you didn't go, oh, I jinxed myself. I think if I recall, you blamed a certain meteorologist <laughs> for the crap that happened. Let's just be honest here. I'm I still added at of you. That. Yes, I you added, added me. No, but you blamed me. I did. You blamed me. And I'm the guy who warned you. I said, not so fast. I went all Corso on you, okay? You did. <laughs> I was like, not so fast. Don't put – I mean, okay, it's not snowing to the point that you need the snowblower. Right. No, no. But there is but there is a I, dusting just, on the lawn. You were so – 
you were so cocky. I was. You were like, oh, it's not going to snow anymore. It's done. I know everything. Mother <laughs> Mother Nature was like, hold my beer, okay? <laughs> that is accurate. That is accurate, yes. You know, normally, the la- I tell you what, in all seriousness, the, the reason why I was a little overly cocky in that was because, like, the last couple marches have been very cold. And the fact that we had a, a much milder march, I was very confident in my response. Yeah, no, obviously the snowblower yeah, is not one coming month. out. That's like, saying, that's like saying, oh, hey, the Daytona 500 was dry. The rest of the season is not going to rain. <laughs> Bad analogy. Yes, a horrible, horrible call on my part. But, uh, yeah, so it's it's snowing. The uh, we're, we're getting a new deck, and they got it all tore out yesterday in the nice sunshine and, and 50, 60-degree weather. And now it's it's snowing, and it's got a little covering out there on the lawn. I so. mean, it's yeah. I mean, we're actually, believe it or not, we're expecting uh, some snow tonight down here. So it, it, with the, our, our temperatures, the, the soil temperatures are in the 50s. So if it lasts, it's not going to last very long. It's yes. just the shock to the system. And thankfully, it happens at night. So most people are asleep. So I won't be seeing social media posts like, oh, it never snows in <laughs> the Midwest snow in April. I've never seen that before. Never, ever, ever, ever. ever. <laughs> it's like saying it's never rained at a NASCAR race. Right. <laughs> Uh, Matt, well, how you been? Uh, you, you watching baseball? What, what, what you been up to? Working. And uh, I celebrated, uh, you know, we've talked about how wonderful our wives are, the NASCAR widows that yes. they are. Um, yes. I celebrated 19 years of marriage I last week. I saw that. Congratulations. Yes. And I did have to make sure I put in a huge plug that she allows me to do this. Yeah, absolutely. I do the same thing. Yes. I mean, you know, without our wonderful wives, their, their patience and tolerance you know, we would not be doing what we're doing. I mean, I'll be honest. I was horrible at posting. I felt like I earned it last week because weather was pretty nice. So I'm, I mean, I basically, this is, I mean, if you see me tweeting, it's a bad thing. Okay. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you want Newdorf to be as quiet as possible. Exactly. If I don't tweet, it means I have a life and I don't need to be looking at some radar and stuff like that. I mean, okay. Can we at least address, I thought it was a golden response I'm proud of myself. I don't care what anybody said. <laughs> you know, when they were rushing to go racing at Martinsville, okay? And, you know, Aaron and I both were, and we saw what was coming. And then, of course, they get going, and then they had to stop. And if you were paying attention, yes, I broke into the Marvel, and I said, what? You didn't see that coming? Right. I mean. <laughs> I, you know, I go back and forth, you know, because, uh, man, who I, I don't remember who said it to me, but somebody had said I thought NASCAR had said they wouldn't start a race if they didn't think they could, you know, get I've it in or too. something. And I say, you know, and I'm not like I said, I, I, my response to that was and I don't even remember if I said it on, on air or not, was that based on our current situation in terms of, you know, we last year with COVID and the, the extra break and not having fans at the track for so long and then limited and still limited. It was like, to me, that was just NASCAR doing a good faith thing in terms of, listen, we've got fans here. We've got a window. Let's turn some laps for them if we can, because who knows if they're going to be able to be back uh, tomorrow. So whether so or not if- that was the 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 actual thing to me that's that's the that's where NASCAR could have used that as justification. Well, here's my question to fans, okay? And I'm gonna I'm gonna use it. It's not a weather related 
scenario or an analogy, but I, I want to use something. And I've heard this a lot in the years that I've been doing NASCAR weather. While I appreciate that they wanted it, is, is that satisfying to a fan who spent all this money to go to a race to see 15 laps? I mean, is that what you pay the money for to see 15 laps? Oh, or yeah. would you have rather have just them said, okay, you know what? It looks like we're not going to – the only window we have is small. We're probably not going to get this so that you don't have to sit outside in the miserable rain for hours waiting for potentially something only to have an end. Sure. I mean, and here's my take because I look back. I know so many fans after the what the, the, the Goodyear tire debacle of the Brickyard. One could every argue that that was the downfall – of the brickyard was that, you know, seven, 14 lap shootout. Well, we have to get new tires now because it was so horrible. I know my mom went to her first NASCAR race that race and said she would never, ever go back again. And I wonder how many fans were like that. They said, you know, this was a horrible experience and I'm not doing this again. I'm not going to spend money for this. And I've heard that time and time again, in the time that I've been doing NASCAR weather that people have been like, now, first of all, I will never tell a fan. And I think NASCAR thinks maybe that, Aaron and I try to tell fans to go or not to go. We don't do that. Right. Okay. Yeah, no. we, in fact, we encourage, like I people tell me, oh, I've spent this much money. You know, they try to, you know, use what they've done, maybe sympathy and be like, you know, hey, I've done this and this and this. What, what, you know, what do you think I should do? And I first of all, I say, I can't tell you. I can't tell you what to do. If it was me, maybe this is what I would do if it was me. But I always say, listen, you need to get more information. I'm just part of the puzzle okay i mean i feel like we have a good track record of giving good information but we're, we've been clearly been wrong at times sure um i mean and i'm gonna be honest we have called less washouts recently than in the past because we want to see racing we want to hold on to the hope that there is i mean none of us especially aaron and i we don't like to use the term rain out i mean there's sometimes there's slam ducks yeah okay this is going to just be washed out i've seen a few of those where i could go back now and be like yeah that's a washout like when i even said that uh, the Daytona 500 when they raced Monday, I think on that Sunday, I said, yeah, they're probably not going to race until Monday night. And that's where my somewhat claim to fame happened. But um, the bottom line is, you know, I, I don't, I, I mean, it's NASCAR's decision ultimately, but right. any well, fan who goes guess... and has to sit out, anybody who's had to sit out a rain delay. I mean, I've been fortunate in the rain delays I've had to deal with. I got to be in a dry media center, yeah. but the yep. other ones, you know, are out there in the rain and potentially can be cold. And, you know, if you spent all that money, do you want to do that potentially again? Now I will tell any fan, if you're ever going to a race, make a Monday plan or may, may make next day plan. If you really want to see the race, yes. have that built yes. into if you've your got trip. That, yeah, absolutely. I would say that uh, I'm with you there uh, in terms of, you know, from that fan perspective, it's like, all right, how come sometimes we'll call it the day before and others will wait until midnight and that, you know, and I get that, you know, and, and NASCAR oh, obviously situ- thinks that there's, go ahead. Every weather situation is different. Yep. 100%. You know, you may have an opening. Track drying is different. Yep. Weather conditions to aid in track drying are different. Sure. Um, we don't know what information NASCAR is getting. I mean, I can, we can, I can perfectly tell you they're not asking me, um, and I'm glad. That's fine. You know, but you <laughs> yeah, know, you're not uh, on payroll to NASCAR or to lap traffic not, for that matter. Exactly. Um, <laughs> this is 100% volunteer. So just like, this so everybody knows, I can stop at any time. <laughs> Uh, you know, but, you know, so, on, but, on the same thing, though, too, it's, you know, if if your very first NASCAR experience is, man, I, I've, I'm buying into this hype. I want to go check this out. And there's there's 
a a rain out in effect to where there's nothing going on in the concourse area, all that kind of stuff, and you're sitting there, whether it's in your car, whatever it may be, yeah, I mean, I could see where that could leave the taste, you know, or if it's, you know. Well, follow Aaron and I, first of all. You'll at least be ahead of the game. I've had, I mean – we're not always right, and I'm going to flat out say that, but we have a pretty good accuracy track record that a lot of media people and a lot of different people have made decisions. I mean, I, I'm not going to say who, but I've had situations. It was an Atlanta race. I think there was a tropical storm heading for there, and there was almost a window, but a storm popped up, but that, that media person was halfway. They had yeah. stationed themselves halfway between the track and their their uh, their hotel because of what we were saying and they decided not to go. And I've had that happen a lot from people saying, listen, I listened to what you said and uh, we saved ourselves. And a lot of times, like I said, the, the key thing and I, my first race, now luckily I was, I had the day off or I took the half day and stuff like that. But my first race, my first NASCAR race wasn't until the two thousands and it was Watkins Glen. And ironically enough, my first race was a washout. I had to go back Monday uh, to watch it. So, um, you know, I, the, uh, the irony has not escaped on me, um, but still, um, it was my wife's first, but she didn't get to go back, but I got to go back. And, uh, you know, you just got to. And then, so I think after that, I've just every time I've gone, especially Michigan, I've had situations. I always in the 500 itself, uh, Indianapolis, I, I build in an extra day off. So that way, if it is rescheduled, I can still go. Sure. Yep. No, you know, I, I feel mean, you. If you're making. I mean, if you're making that plan and you're spending all that money, it never hurts. Now, you may not want – I mean, and you can, usually you can cancel that hotel reservation without having to pay 24 hours in advance. Right. Yeah. You know, you'll know uh, Sunday whether or not. You you got a much better idea Sunday than you do on Tuesday whether or not we're mm-hmm. going racing. So, um, Yeah. So, I mean, th- that's, that's just my we- – that's the weatherman tip for NASCAR racing. Plan for the extra day just in case. If you don't need it, then you don't need it. You save some money, but it's better to have it than not to have it. And I bet a lot of the media people, I haven't talked to them directly, but I bet a lot of media people sometimes have that built in. I you know. would agree with that 100%. Um, well, listen, sir, before we get to the weather for this weekend at Talladega, uh, I recap it with Aaron. I haven't recapped it with you in a minute here. The lap traffic weather fantasy head to head battle. Uh, and and I'm in are... like 17th and there's only two of us. So, right. I mean, that's just impressive. <laughs> uh, you've got six wins to Aaron's three wins from a head to head perspective. Uh, and you, the funny thing is Aaron was ahead of you, but you had a stellar week this week. And Yay! have jumped him in the standings and are sitting in 46. So solid Ooh, effort. 50. Yeah. 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 Oh. It just shows we can forecast the weather. We just can't pick. I mean, okay. You know, here's the nice thing, though. Here's the difference between forecasting weather and doing your fantasy. <laughs> oh, I don't have, it's like, I don't get one week and I can forecast rain. And then after that, I can't forecast rain anymore. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Oh, well, man, uh, Could we you imagine like, oh, well, you've already used your rain forecast. I'm sorry. Now you can't, <laughs> yeah, use, you can't it use that again. <laughs> you can't use that mulligan. Um, what are we looking at this weekend as we head to Talladega? Uh, Saturday, we may be having double headers on Sunday, um, but at least it's not that. But yeah, it's wet. It's wet. A system that's going to come through the through uh, Alabama, through the Mississippi, up to the Tennessee and Ohio River Valleys. Uh, so it looks wet with some possible showers and thunderstorms on Saturday. That seems to be, I think, the worst of all the days. So if, if I'm looking at rain, 
right there Saturday. Uh, but beyond that, it should be fine. Uh, I think Sunday looks dry. Uh, but generally speaking, I don't even go. I don't, I mean, this is how I mean, I looked, but I don't want to give details on temperatures and everything else. I'm just saying Saturday. There's your day for rain if you're looking for one. All Not right. that anybody's looking for one, but no. Saturday. So um, I, I honestly don't know this complete schedule. I know we have the sprint, uh, the, the sprint cup. Look at, listen to me. Wow. The sprint Winston old monster school. energy. Yeah, there whatever. <laughs> no, old school would have been called a Winston. Winston. Okay? That would yep. have been old scar. Yeah. Winston in the, or in next the tell or whatever it, whatever it has been. The singer. I don't even know. Yes. You know, singular was never a sponsor. I don't know. You know, Verizon did the Indy car. I mean, I can't keep up with all the sponsors, the cups race on Sunday. Is, do we have uh, do we have uh, Xfinity on Saturday? Is we that have the Xfinity race? Xfinity on Saturday, yes, sir. So yeah, Saturday. If you're going for the Xfinity and you're a big fan of Xfinity and you, that's your that's the one you want to go to, it may run on Sunday. <laughs> um, that's a big track. There's a lot of rain coming that way, showers and thunderstorms. As of this, that's your too early forecast for Saturday. Hopefully, it will change, but it is definitely. We should always preference by. Which you need a jingle that says "You're way too early forecast." Ooh, I could do something like that. Uh, yeah. That, okay. That's 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 that, that's five dollars. <laughs> so um, oh. you're not going to pay me to be on for content. There, you know. <laughs> I'll make my money elsewhere. There you go. I like it. <laughs> I don't even have a koozie. Well, maybe I do. I was going to say, do I even have a koozie? I'm pretty confident that you have a koozie. I probably do have a koozie. I, I, I do. I, I do have a trophy. Yes. If you have a trophy, I'm going to start lobbying. I'm going to start. I'm going to start lobbying now. That's a to good win idea. This thing. That's a good idea. And we need to make because it's head to head. Segment. This we is, need to make the weather year, segment the best segment. This year is the it, it it's the rubber match. You guys each have a win, so it's you guys. Re- yeah, you guys need to campaign. I haven't conceded. I haven't conceded yet. <laughs> I haven't accepted. We're still waiting on Georgia's. Okay, the Dominion Machine. Seriously, <laughs> I don't trust it. That's funny. I I'm sorry. It. Okay, I, okay. I'm sorry. It was a joke. No, Please, that people, was good. don't at me. Okay, I, it was. It's just a joke. Aaron won. I'm so proud of him. I could care less. Okay, don't That's don't come at me. Well, you should. Ca- I mean, don't say you don't care less. I mean, and that just diminishes the value of the show. I care about. <laughs> I care about the. I, I care that he won. I mean, yes. I'm saying I don't. I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm not heartbroken. Okay? I'm not sick. I, didn't, I didn't spend days. I didn't spend days crying. Fair enough. Fair enough. I spent like I spent an hour, but not days. <laughs> oh man, we have gone off the deep end in this segment tonight. Well, you know, you had me on. <laughs> That'll happen. That'll happen. Yes. It's you know, it's the you know, it's like squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's let's uh, put a wrap in this one for this evening, sir. Great to catch up with you, everybody. Make sure you follow Newdorf on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. And also, crap about you know what? I'm thinking we just to start sending you snow cones. Actually, I would love to get you have like a snow cone sponsor. That'd you need some kind awesome. of snow product as a sponsor. That would be cool. I, I actually know because you ha- you could no probably not because of your 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 actual heat of snow. Uh, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want you to sponsor my snow product either. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, there's Mr. Newdorf. Go follow him on Twitter at NASCAR <laughs> underscore WXMAN and Aaron Studwell and let's get, let's at Race Weather. Let's get let's get both of you guys some more followers. Yes, I need 125, and I get to finally give away this diecast. And some lap traffic swag. So yes. Uh, okay, just... I will. Uh, okay, uh, you need 129, right? 25. We yes. did. I did 125. I know you yes. need 129. That puts you in the four and yes. a plus. So for the next time, so I'm gonna say 130. Let's yes. get you. 
Yeah, let's get you 130. It's more of a round number. I like anyway, that. so I like that. Yes. Let's, let's get you let's get you those followers. Um, I will do my best this time to help out. Apparently, Excellent. I learned from Aaron when he was asking for followers that if I unfollow him and follow him back, it doesn't count. Uh, no, so, no, yeah, unfortunately not. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I did. I have. I have unfollowed you. Maybe I should follow you back. There I you don't go. know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, man. Well, it was good to catch up with you. We'll catch you back here in a couple weeks. Sounds like a plan. All right, man. We'll see you. Wow, Lab Traffic Nation, definitely one of the uh, little longer and uh, more loose weather segments there. Always great to catch up with Mr. Brian Newdorf. But right now, it is time for this week's Lucky Dog and Lap Down Picks. You guys know the drill. After the race, you can tweet your Lucky Dog and Lap Down Picks. I'll read them, tag you guys after the show, or you can call the Wave Around Hotline, 248-965-9538. Leave your picks there, and I'll play them on the show as well. So, my lucky dog of the race weekend is Alex Bowman and my lap traffic fantasy picks. You'll find out why. My lap down, Kevin Harvick, uh, you know, on on his way to a solid top five uh, and to have that tire go down. That's uh, as lucky dog, that's as lap down as you can get. Uh, let's get to your tweeted responses. Scott at 1985 Wagner's lucky dog can't be anyone but Alex Bowman. First out of nowhere win this year. Lap down, Denny Hamlin lost what he had all but last 11 laps. Uh, Jeff at JBev 1789's Lucky Dog, my man Alex Bowman and Greg Ives. Don't think people realize how fast they've been this year and finally had everything fall into place for the checkered flag. Lap down, Martin Truex Jr. That was a rough way to lose the shot to win. Uh, Brian at Stormin B81, a Lucky Dog. Alex Bowman being there at the end. Lap down, Chase Alex. Elliot with a crap car all day. Jess at Iowa NASCAR fans, a lucky dog. Bowman is the obvious choice, but I'll go with Hamlin. No wins, but very rock solid. Reminds me of Kenseth 2003. Lap down betters who are in love with Truex. I like that one. Uh, Rowdy at the Rowdy Dragon. Lucky dog Alex Bowman in the 48 car. Nicely executed. Lap down Kevin Harvick finally puts together a good run. It didn't end well. Uh, Jeremy at Living Room War Wagon. Lucky dog the Bowman. Eliminator. Did I just make up a nickname? Uh, I think you did, Jeremy. Uh, lap down, me. I went for a walk with the fam with 39 laps to go, and third was uh, 13 seconds back. Uh, let's see here. Eddie at Eddie underscore EG3's Lucky Dog Bowman. Right place, right time. Run strong came from the pit road penalty to win. Lap down Hamlin. Yet another race failed to close the deal two weeks in a row at his home track. And we are thinking about all those FedEx employees. Absolutely, Eddie. Uh, Kristen at K Hoglin 79 lap down to Denny Hamlin for losing, which makes me happy. Lucky dog to my two favorites, Bell and Truex, both for having a top five day. Mick at GoDucks 42 underscore mix. A lucky dog. Bowman had it when it counted. Lap down the entire five team out to lunch all day. Yes, they were. Uh, and Mark at M Luds 20. Uh, let's see. Lucky dog is no other than my dad, Matt. Both of his lap traffic fantasy picks one. It's a solid day. Lap down is Denny Hamlin and FedEx. Real tough week for them, but having to stay hashtag FedEx strong. Uh, all right. Those are your picks. Let's get to your calls on the Wave Around Hotline. Hi, Brandon. It's Matt at Camper News Net. 
Wow. Um, the cup race, uh, especially, you know, that caution towards the end for with Kevin Harvick in the wall, and um, it just really, I thought, changed the race. Complexity. I really thought that if that caution never came out, uh, Danny Hamlin would have run away with that victory and absolutely dominated this race. And, you know, Kevin Harvick going, uh, continuing his struggles to begin the season. It, it, it's just he never gets any luck, it seems. And, I, I, you know, um, after what happened um, at Martinsville last year to end the season, it's just been a struggle for him, I feel, since, even to start the beginning of the year. So, um, absolutely unfortunate for Kevin Harvick. So, anyway, my lucky dog for this week is going to go to Alex Bowman. Um, you know, after that caution at the end, he absolutely, you know, had an incredible end to the race and got a shocking victory. So now we have a total, I believe it's eight different winners in nine races. That's just unheard of. And do I think we're going to see more of that? I honestly don't know at this point. I think there could be a possibility we could see, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15. I mean, I'd be shocked if we see 16 winners this year. But who knows? The... Racing this year has just been incredible, I believe. And um, my lap down this week is going to go to Danny Hamlin. Dominant race. Couldn't get it done, unfortunately. Two straight races. He couldn't get it done in his home tracks. And, you know, especially after the news this week at FedEx. And, you know, thoughts are with the entire FedEx family after what happened this week in Indianapolis. Uh, I really was hoping maybe he could bring some spirit to them and win this race at Richmond. That Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But, you know, still thoughts are with everybody at FedEx after what happened this past week. So, anyway, with that, um, enjoy your week as always, Brandon, Laugh Traffic Nation. I'll talk to you next weekend after uh, the wild card race at Talladega. Thank you so much, Brandon. Take care. Bye. Ah, oh, Mick, thank you for calling. Thank you for the enthusiasm. Or Mick, Matt, thank you. Appreciate you. I was just looking at the sheet here and saw Mick's name there as I was reading that. Uh, no, man, I appreciate you. And, yeah, you know, um, I mean, you hit it on the head there in terms of, you know, the struggles with SHR, Bowman, uh, Denny Hamlin having two basically back-to-back slip away from him there. Uh, added to a plate tra- uh, uh, track where, hey, you know, he's he's very successful at. Will he get the win at Talladega this weekend? Who knows? How many winners are we going to get? Who knows? Uh, I just love the fact that it's been so entertaining and so fun to watch as of late. That's for sure. All right, let's get to the next call on the Wave Around Hotline. What's going on, Live Traffic Nation? Voice of the Wave Around Hotline. I'm Rory Chance calling in after Richmond. And I could have easily saved about two and a half, three hours, however long that race was, and just watched the last 10 laps of that race. That's all I needed to see. Always good when one of your favorite drivers wins. Always better when they beat Denny Hamlin. Um, I know Dennis wanted to win for, for his sponsor. But, you know, Mr. Bowman wanted to win for his sponsor and get them their first cup win. First win for the 48th since that Dover race I went to to see Jimmy Johnson's last win. That's pretty damn cool. And we got another new winner. 
next week at Talladega, we're probably going to get another new winner because it's Talladega, and there's probably going to be seven cars running at the end. Lap down, lucky dog. I'm going to have to give my lap down to old Dennis Hamlin, another one out the window that he didn't win. Uh, And I'm also actually going to give, most importantly, this tire a lap down. It had a lot of tire wear, which is always good to see, but there was not nearly enough uh, rubber laid down with that tire to make it go uh, multiple grooves, I should say, which we usually see at Richmond, especially during the more mostly during the day. We'll see that groove go up, sometimes all the way to the wall, um, you know, which is why I was adamant on Twitter saying, you know, Richmond in the day is miles better than Richmond at night. Uh, but we didn't see that, so you know, uh, lap down, good year in the tire, not laying down rubber. And lucky dog, Henrik Motorsports. Three of their four drivers have won already this year. It's the defending champ who's going to win soon, eventually, is the only driver not to win. I'm sure you're going to have to get the edit button ready for next week, Frank. <laughs> yeah, the edit button will. I'll get the bleeps, the horns, all that ready for next week. It's, uh, it's an inevitability that there will be some carnage had next week. And we all know that the voice of the Wave Around Hotline, Andrew Kansian, loves Talladega and Daytona. Literally, go at him how much you love it. Uh, he'll appreciate that, I, I promise. Uh, <laughs> that is going to do it for this week's Lucky Dog, Lucky Dog, Lucky Dog and Lap Down segment. <laughs> All right, Lap Traffic Nation, it is time to close this thing out with a little Lap Traffic Fantasy. Just a reminder to get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. There are only four more weeks to go in segment one, and we're going to declare our first winner. We'll reset some things. We'll add the cumulative total, all that good stuff. Uh, But right now, joining me on the line, he was one of the guys with the week high this week. It's Glenn Atkins. Glenn, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Awesome, man. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. What do you think of the league so far this year? Uh, it's pretty good. It's my first year playing. I got off to a really rough start, but the last two or three weeks have been pretty good to me. Absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i with you there. I I've, uh, I was in the basement. And Lab Traffic Nation, I'm so excited. I'm in 11th place. Uh, and, of course, you know, I've had like three good weeks in a row, and now we head to Talladega. Uh, and I hope I don't drop, you know, 30 places after this weekend's all said and done. Uh, but, Glenn, man, uh, you, you, you scored the highest points possible this week. John Hunter, Nemechek, Denny Hamlin. Uh, what were your thoughts going into this week, and what did you think of the racing? Uh, well, I, I was hoping that they would do just what they did. I just wish Hamlin would have hung on and won the race. But, you know, I mean, I, I kind of saved some of my big guns. I didn't want to use Hamlin right at the beginning. I had Truex two weeks ago when he won. And so I'm hoping it's kind of paying off for me here at the end of this first segment, still having some of the big guns left. Absolutely. That's some, that's good strategy. Uh, I am with you as well in doing that. I've got a couple couple top dogs left that I'm, I'm just waiting to pull out, uh, hopefully to stay on top, not to rebound after this bad week. Uh, let's hit the top 10 here real quick. Still in first place with 856 is Fred LeClaire. Uh, in second with 840 is Henry Fletcher. In third 
third with 822, Michael Mason. In fourth with 819 is Jess Rose. In fifth with 791 is John Etwitzel. In sixth with 789 is Michael Elliott. In seventh with 776 is Michael over at the uh, Blind Spot Podcast. Two-way tie for eighth with 771 between the MOATF Podcast and Pete Curvin. In ninth with 766 is Eric Souter. And wrapping out the top 10 with 764 is David Mullins. Uh, glad, man. Uh, you're in 23rd, 730. Uh, still, uh, you know, anybody's ball game to crack the top 10 at least, I would say. So uh, absolutely keep this trend going, man. And, and hopefully we'll uh, this won't be your last time on the show. No, I hope, hope we can make it a regular occurrence. Absolutely, yes. Uh, what do you say, man? You want to make some picks for this week? Uh, yeah. All right. I'll go ahead and make them. All right. Lap Traffic Nation, we are headed to Talladega for our second plate race of the year. This might be one of Toyota's worst tracks. Denny Hamlin picked up the win here last fall, and their last win prior to that was Denny Hamlin back in 2014, and before that was Stewart back in 2008. In the last 25 races at Talladega, Toyota only has three wins. Who's got the most wins uh, of those 25 races? That would be Ford with 13, specifically Team Penske with nine of them. Will the Blue Oval be back in victory lane this weekend? Will Brad Kay close out the wins for Team Penske? Could Michael McDowell be back in victory lane? Who's going to survive the big ones? How much sheet metal will we get? We'll find out this weekend. But first, it's time for our picks. Glenn, start with you. Who's your pick for the Xfinity Series? Uh, Xfinity, I think I'm going to go with uh, Jeff Burton. Them Jeff? college racing guys usually run together and stay up front. So That's a I'll go with Jeff Burton. There, sir, I like that. Uh, I'm going to go with our Daytona winner, who's been pretty quiet since Daytona. Uh, and I'm going to go with the, uh, the the veteran of the series and Austin Sendrick uh, to, to hopefully keep it clean this weekend. And over to the Cup Series, sir, who are you rolling with? I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. I, he's, uh, he's won there a couple of times, and he's one of the few I still have left that made the chase last year. So. Oh, that's a good pick. I am so torn between Michael McDowell and Matt to Benedetto. And that's just because I got a couple that I'm not willing to waste on Talladega. Uh, man, since I went with Cindric, I guess I better, I guess I'll go with Michael McDowell. Oh, I hope this doesn't bite me in the butt, man. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, listen, hey, thanks for calling in tonight. Uh, enjoy the rest of the league, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. All right, I hope so. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Take care, man. How you too. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 236 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. Follow on Twitter at LapTrafficPC. Go check out Manscaped.com. Use code LAPT, L-A-P-P-E-D, at checkout. Get 20% off and free shipping. Don't forget, only about 125 followers to go for that giveaway. Huge thanks to Mike Bagley, uh, Brian Newdorf, and... Glenn Atkins. I had to think about that for calling into the show tonight. Uh, I am still working on a guest for next week. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya!